This is the troll patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. Hope everybody had a great freaking weekend. It's my last Sunday off as we start the Troll Patrol on Sunday coming up August the 1st this coming Sunday. Let me tell you why I'm doing it and I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. So I'm sitting here putting this show together. Every Monday there's just way too much fucking news to cover. You've got all the shit that happened over the weekend and then Mondays are usually a news heavy day. So, like, I've got fucking almost five pages of notes over here. (laughs) So, it's going to be a relief for me to be doing the show on Sunday night so we can get all the the weekend news, the Friday news dump shit out of the way, and then we can take care of the Monday pressing business on Mondays. Very much looking forward to it. I do want to correct myself. I said last Friday, as I was sitting here with Sparkles, that the city that we are sitting in is still paying a cop that was convicted of murder. I was actually wrong about that. He had resigned that afternoon. I didn't see the story until the next day. But when I said it on Friday evening, I was wrong. The city is not still paying a convicted murderer. He resigned that day, but once again, convicted of murder three fucking months ago, and he resigned. What does it take to get fucking fired? He resigned. I don't think we aren't going to talk about dirty cops here tonight. Apparently a cop was caught planting evidence on a driver. Not the first time. That happens all the fucking time. We've got wild video of cops running away. Running away from a shooting. Checkmate, atheists. Oh, fantastic video that you are all going to get some schadenfreude from of Senator Rand Paul being told to go fuck himself. Oh, Tucky Carlson got confronted in a bait store because Tucky Carlson is apparently a man's man. Bring plaid flannel everywhere. Oh, we got a pastor. Crazy ass video of this pastor saying that he wants to destroy lefties. A fucking hostage situation in California. Had ass walking by the camera. Charlie Kirk is going to tell us all about gender. Some, some people in Texas stoned a shooter to death. Got biblical on him. The Frito-Lay strike has ended. Activist occupied a store in Brooklyn. Plus a puppy rescued a girl from attack. We got a lot of shit to talk about. We're going to start off tonight with what I have two pages of notes on. One story. Well, one overarching story. Two pages of notes on. I would like to be able to talk about the heat wave that is currently enveloping the country or all the floods and catastrophic events that are going on all over the world. Here's the cat ass again. But no, we have to talk about the tragedy that's going on here in the U.S. 
the totally preventable one. Here is Trump's Surgeon General, who was on Face the Nation over the weekend. About the, the governor's, uh, she said that, that people are letting us down. Can we do a, just a brief public service announcement here? I'll pull Beatles here and say, don't let me down. A lot of people have talked about the vaccine as individual choice. It's my choice, nobody else's business. Others who've been vaccinated say, what do I care if people don't get vaccinated? I'm protected. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's not how vaccinations work. Not at all. And we won't be protected for very long if they keep giving us vaccinated people the COVID and it keeps mutating and it becomes vaccine resistant. Can you just remind people why it's important beyond just the boundaries of your own? Oh, yeah, I should let the experts say that, right? Well, I always say to people, it is your choice, but choices come with consequences to you and to other people. The consequences to other people are that you may put my 11-year-old daughter who can't get vaccinated at risk. You may put my wife who is going through cancer therapy at risk or my mother who had a stroke last year in the middle of a pandemic at additional risk, even though both she and my mother are vaccinated. But there's also real harm to you because guess what? Uh, more mitigation is coming, whether it's masking or whether it's closures. or so I've, I've got to wonder, like, Republicans are losing their fucking minds talking about we're not going back to lockdown. Nobody had mentioned the lockdown yet. And Republicans are already like, we're not going back to lockdowns. So I've got to wonder like exactly what's going We're going to talk about the Biden administration's stance and some of the steps that they've taken as of today. Nothing all that drastic. Whether it's your kids having to return to virtual learning, that is coming. And it's coming because this pandemic is spiraling out of control yet again. And it's spiraling out of control because we don't have enough people vaccinated. So get vaccinated because it helps your neighbors, but get vaccinated because it's going to help every single American enjoy the freedoms that we want to return to. And supposedly the people on the right are very pro-life and care about kids. I I was bringing it up last week, 22 children in the hospital, that number in my state, in my state alone, 22 children in the hospital last week. From COVID, that number as of today is 32. 32 children hospitalized with COVID in my state alone. 32 children. 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 Over in Louisiana, another southern state, they are reporting shockingly high COVID cases at 7,000. 592 new cases. And remember, these are lagging indicators. What we are seeing right now will pale in comparison to what it will be in three weeks. Eyewitness News begins with breaking news. Breaking news! outbreak in the country once again and just minutes ago the department of health reported its biggest jump in new cases yet with more than 7500 keep in mind that total is from three days since cases are not updated over the weekend the number of covid patients in the hospital jumped to more than 1200 and it's not even the not even with the weekend totals holy shit oh my god it's coming at us like a freight train 14 new deaths were reported from the weekend. 
Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leslie Spoon. Right now, both Governor John Bell Edwards and New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell are asking people to wear masks while they're inside. It's not required. Just a strong... It should be. Once again, like, it does no good to ask people to wear masks. The people that are smart enough to wear masks are already wearing masks. Take the onus. Take the onus off the workers in the stores, please. I don't want to see these people get harassed by idiot-ass right-wingers. I don't want to see them get spit in the face. Please put the mask mandates back. Business owners to find out how they're feeling about the announcement. We caught up with one business owner here in the city of New Orleans who is in full support of the mask advisory that is in the place. And the owner of McCarty's Chicken says she encourages customers. I don't care about the owner. You have the ability to impose a mask mandate in your in your facility, in your business. I care about your workers. To wear masks inside her establishment while customers wait for their order. The owner says those customers who come inside the establishment and do not wear a mask will return with a mask after seeing other customers wait for their order. But the owner says the mask advisor is something needed to protect all of us. I'm hopeful that people will rise up and get the vaccine. And now I think it's time for us to also give back. What am I also, I saw, and this just reminded me, I saw a tweet over the weekend that was like, the real question is the people who are not legally forced to wear a mask, who are wearing them and are still wearing them under their nose. Like, who are these people? <laughs> What's going through their minds? I'm giving back. I'm giving back the request to wear my mask. Now the owner is hoping people do what I mean, at least it's, it's something. Because, like, in terms of her protecting the people around her, it's stopping her spittle from going out in the air. It's something. So, hey, at least she is doing that. And being out there, she encourages people who are inside her establishment to wear a mask. For now, the reporting, Duke Carter. Over in Oklahoma. Democrats are urging the, I assume, Republican governor to declare a state of emergency. Oklahoma Democrats calling on the governor to reinstate. I just said that. Emergency declaration. Rep. Andy Fugate saying in part, quote, once again, the governor is AWOL when it comes to leadership and when leadership is needed. Our hospital. Representative. Are you going for, like, the Tucker Carlson look? What the fuck is that shit? ...are again diverting emergency patients. Oklahomans deserve action to protect lives and save the economy. The governor's office told us this afternoon he has not changed his position and he has no plans to declare a state of emergency. That's the thing. If, if the economic well-being is your motivation you want mitigating restrictions in place you want to provide money to people to keep the economy going i do not understand the position of the right wing as i said the federal government is taking some action The VA will be the first federal agency to require COVID vaccines for its employees. Apparently, the White House isn't requiring people to be vaccinated. What the fuck? But now, as 
the Democrats on Capitol Hill have a 100% vaccination rate. So it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, the vast majority of the people that are working in the White House aren't fucking stupid and they are indeed vaccinated. But still, it should be required. The Department of Veterans Affairs said Monday it would require its frontline healthcare workers to get vaccinated against the coronavirus within the next two months. Now, this the VA is not the only institution to take this step. I didn't I didn't get a chance to cover everybody. Uh, Vanderbilt, their their hospital systems will be requiring vaccination. Several other hospital systems will require vaccination. The VA is the first federal agency to mandate that employees receive the vaccine. The decision comes as cases of the Delta variant in the U.S. have increased dramatically. Beginning on Wednesday, workers the agency defines as the most patient-facing, such as doctors, nurses, and dentists, will have eight weeks to get fully vaccinated at risk of penalty or removal. Once again, these are medical professionals. I would, I would hope most of them have already been vaccinated. This isn't really a big deal. White House has been informed of the VA's vaccine mandate per the Times. Nearly 70% of workers in the department's health care centers are indeed fully vaccinated. That's, that's what I thought. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs said, I am doing this because it's the best way to keep our veterans safe. Full stop. And the White House also announced today that it will not be lifting travel restrictions that are currently in place. The United States will not lift any existing travel restrictions at this point due to concerns over the highly transmissible COVID-19 Delta variant and the rising number of U.S. coronavirus cases. The White House confirmed on Monday the decision, which was first reported by Reuters, comes after a senior-level White House meeting late on Friday. It means that the long-running travel restrictions that have barred much of the world's population from the United States since 2020 will not be lifted in the short term. Announcement almost certainly dooms any bid by U.S. airlines and the U.S. tourism industry to salvage summer travel by Europeans and others covered by the restrictions. Airlines have heavily lobbied the White House for months to lift the restrictions, and some say the industry may now have to wait until September or later for a possible revision. Oh, oh, it's going to be later. The United States currently bars most non-U.S. citizens who within the last 14 days have been in the United Kingdom, the 26 Shijin uh, nations in Europe without internal border controls, or in Ireland, China, India, South Africa, Iran, and Brazil. The extraordinary U.S. travel restrictions were first imposed on China in January of 2020 to address the spread of COVID-19. Other countries have since been added, most recently India in early May. Now, given all the information I have just thrown at you, you would think Republicans would be changing their tune, and and some of them have. Mitch McConnell has kind of been on the vaccine all along. He's a smart man. He understands. He's evil, but he ain't dumb. I think Chris Christie might be fucking dumb. Willing to listen. Get vaccinated. Speaking of Mitch McConnell... Absolutely, they do a great Governor job. Jim Justice of West Virginia. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us stay. That was Governor Meemaw here in Alabama. These vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. 
I would encourage people. Asshole Ron DeSantis. Confidence in it. I got it myself. By the way, Rebecca Watson has a really good um, video on the um, Rebecca Jones saga from Florida. I'm still... Watson has called her an all-out grifter. I'm, I'm still... I mean, I'm leaning towards grifter. I'm still withholding judgment, but it does kind of look like she was a grifter. We reported on her arrest in the fall, I think it was. I followed up when the information came out a few months ago. I'm still withholding, like, there could very well be a character assassination attempt on her. However, it also doesn't look like she was what she said she was. She wasn't a data scientist. And that she might have been fronting. Striking course, Republicans calling, Republicans calling, excuse me, Republicans calling for vaccines. Devin Obel is getting tongue-tied. Chris Christie, Rahm Emanuel, Donna Brazil. And Margaret Hoover, host of Firing Line on PBS. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Donna, we did see those Republican leaders this week calling for... What a horrible panel. But is it time to go farther? Is it time for vaccines to be mandated at major institutions? Yes. So, George, look, I'm eager to return back to campus this semester. We have a vaccine. Uh, We have a a mass mandate. I've already had to show my, my card. We need to do everything possible to keep this country safe. I don't think we I've got mine in my wallet like anybody's asking to see it. Locked down and unable as if I go anywhere. Back to work. So yes, I, I hope we take it seriously. Look, I'm in I, I That's another Sparkles and I have been going to dinner after the show. We did not this past Friday because after I got freaked out the last Friday, I'm like, no, 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 not doing this shit again. We actually ordered pizza and the pizza was incredibly good. It was whatever the house special was. It had like sausage, chorizo. Uh, caramelized onions, like a balsamic glaze. Like, it was fucking, like, these cherry tomatoes. I don't even remember what all was on. It was fucking insane. Like, I've, I've never tasted a pizza that tasted like that before. Bravo to the place. Like, it was a local place. Not like I'm plugging some chain or anything. From Louisiana. I was home two weeks ago wearing my mask, even walking my, my small dog. And people looked at me like I was strange. And I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want this no, virus. Dog, <laughs> Chris, no state was hit harder at the beginning than New, than New Jersey. No, look, we, we have the highest, uh, and still do, have the highest death rate per capita of any state in the country. Um, with all the lockdowns, with the, the biggest lockdown, probably New York and New Jersey were the biggest ones to lock down. It didn't, it didn't work. I am no fan of any of the people on this panel. Well, I don't, I don't really, I'm not familiar with the blonde. With Republicans who are not vaccinated, you have to walk them through the logic of this. What they don't want is to be indoctrinated. They're willing to be vaccinated. Are you telling me that Republicans don't want to be indoctrinated, sir? I... Find that to be a fucking hilarious statement. Because <laughs> that's all you fuckers are. All of you are indoctrinated as fuck. They don't want to be indoctrinated. And so let's be smart about this. And I think that one of the places where our leaders have fallen down is they're not explaining it. They're just saying, get vaccinated. And these, these folks do not respond to being ordered to do those things. I had a very smart guy who, was, who visited with me. Well, you know, as a famous right-winger always says, facts don't care about your feelings, sir. I don't give a shit that they don't care to be talked to like that. This week, who said, I don't want the government telling me what I have to do. It's a libertarian oh, well. type of response to this. Well, libertarians are fucking stupid. I walked them through the facts. 
and then he said, okay, I'm going to go get vaccinated. That's what we need to be yeah, doing. So when that guy's child goes to kindergarten, that guy has to present an immunization yep. card that shows that his so, child right, is vaccinated. Right. So you know what? If we just made it really... It's just no, almost familiar. impossible. If you're going to get government-provided health care, if you're getting VA treatment, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, anything, and Social Security obviously isn't health care, you should be getting the vaccine, okay? Because you're going to have to, we're, we are going to have to take The blonde that I was not fam- as, as familiar with is by far the broadest on the panel, it seems. It's almost impossible for people to, to live their lives without being protected and protecting the rest of us. I'm having an out-of-body experience because I agree. So, uh, <laughs> look, I mean... I grew up, my dad was, I'm the son of a pediatrician. I know you think I was going to say something else, but I was the son of a pediatrician. How in the fuck does this do, like, he keeps failing upwards. Smallpox, uh, and How the fuck? you got to make this familiar to people. Second is, and I think this is an important point, I would close the space in. Meaning if you want to participate in X, Y, or activities. Yes. Anybody's listening to the podcast, this is Rahm Emanuel speaking. A reward punishment type system. You make your own calculation. The other thing is, I mean, the fact is there's data this week that like 30% of the healthcare workers are not vaccinated. Right. they got to lead by example. Hard to and the other thing that I Blows my mind. My own recommendation is that the religious community ecumenically across the board needs to speak up and encourage people. So you hit all populations with a singular message. Rome, they're too busy saying that the fucking vaccine is the mark of the beast and other fucking batshit crazy stuff. Trust me, we're going to play you a preacher here in just a little bit. I do give credit to the White House of whether it's Fox TV, whether it's Republican leaders, getting a chorus of voices across the spectrum, not just political, religious, business, etc., with a singular message of why this is the right thing, and then lead by example. I still get back to this, that 30% of the medical profession... I wonder what role the White House played in that, or if, like, Governor Meemaw just saw the writing on the wall. The nurse isn't, the doctor isn't, or the pharmacist isn't. Why am I doing that? It's a really good point. In New Jersey this week, um, a hospital system fired five employees who refused to get vaccinated. Good! Healthcare employees who refused to get vaccinated. They're making it mandatory for employment now. Good! systems in New Jersey. And I think that's part of the way that we're going to lead two years. Employers, when the summer is over, employers are going to want people coming back. J.P. Morgan's announced they want people coming back. Goldman Sachs said they want to come back. And I think what will follow is those employers are going to say, if you want to come back in the office, which you have to do, you have to be that problem, though, is And I agree. I think it's key that non-political people speak up more, whether it's the medical profession, whether it's educators, whether it's just ordinary people. You know, George, when I received my vaccine, I went to a senior citizen public uh, uh, public housing project in Washington, D.C. I told everyone I did not want to wait until I was 65, so I got in early. And I went door to door, similar to what I did when I was in politics, and I said, I'm getting a vaccine today. Will you join me? And they said, aren't you scared? I said, I'm scared to get the virus, especially back in the day when you got a virus when you had sex. I didn't want the virus. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is she talking about? What? You can totally still get the virus if you have sex. You should totally get on prep. Everybody should. Especially if you're having unprotected sex with strangers. Especially. Okay, let's move on. Since I am not on YouTube tonight, thanks to Thursday night's show, which got flagged for medical misinformation, which there was none of on my part, if there was medical information, medical misinformation presented on the show, it was me playing right-wingers or having right-wingers in my chat throw out medical misinformation and me correcting it. 
But since we're not on YouTube, and now I'm like, I'm going to be fucking scared to actually talk about this shit. Because I, I like making money on YouTube, even though it's not that fucking much, believe me. If I, was to, if I wasn't to cuss, I would make a lot more money off of YouTube. I really would. But I'm, I'm not going to do that. New data leads to rethinking once more where the pandemic actually began. Back in May, a group of scientists, many at the top of the virology field, shifted the debate about the origins of COVID-19. They published a letter in the journal Science saying the lab leak theory needs to be taken more seriously by the scientific community. I'm not even sure what she was trying to say. I mean, she was... I'm sure it was available to her, like... The woman's old. Black don't crack and, and... she uh, she looks quite old, so. Given the current evidence available, the scientist wrote, the outbreak is just as likely to have originated from a laboratory, specifically the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which studies coronaviruses as from an infected animal. We must take hypotheses about both natural and laboratory spillovers seriously until we have sufficient data. Now, one of the scientists who signed that letter says new data has come to light, and that information, summarized in an online review, has changed his thinking. We actually have maps of the first cases. Now, I will say as we look at these maps, one of the things that I... I'm wondering about is we had the story about lab workers getting sick and we had the story about military personnel getting sick in like the end of October, the beginning of November. Yet this map, which is detailing the cases, starts in like December 8th and says their first reporting is up here near the Wuhan market. The distribution of COVID-19 cases in Wuhan in December 2019 shows an increase around the Hunan Seafood Wholesale Market, but not near the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is more than 10 miles from the market. You can see the start of the cluster right here is near the market. We move on from December 8th to the 21st. It's still, this is still around the market. The Institute of Virology is down here. We add in up to the 26th, it's still clustering right around the market. Up to the 31st, still clustering. That's the first time it gets down to around the laboratory. But it's still not even close to it. It's like the entire cluster is around the market. I do think transmission from another species without a lab escape is the most likely scenario by a long shot. Says evolutionary biologist Michael Warby. At the University of Arizona. In fact, Warby thinks the most likely scenario, given the current information, is that the coronavirus pandemic began at the Hunan Seafood uh, Wholesale Market, even though the World Health Organization says it's unlikely to have started there. The data are very consistent with it starting at that market. Very consistent, he said. Over the past decade, Warby has become a bit like the Sherlock Holmes of pandemic origins. His work has helped explain how the 1918 flu emerged and how HIV came to the U.S. earlier than people thought. During the coronavirus pandemic, Warby has been studying how SARS-CoV-2, 
The coronavirus that causes the disease, COVID-19, spreads around densely populated cities such as Wuhan, China, where the outbreak is thought to have begun. Using this information, he built computer simulations to model how SARS-CoV-2 may have transmitted through Wuhan early in the outbreak before doctors detected the first cases, likely in December 2019. Models could estimate key aspects of the early outbreak, such as when the first cases occurred, how long the virus spread in the city before doctors noticed it, and how many cases were in the city at that point. So this dude is the foremost expert on it in the world, and he thinks, by a long shot, his exact quote, by a long shot, it came from that market. I'm open to other ideas, but this guy seems to be the most credible. And I'm going to listen to the experts. You're, it's already turning into an entire industry. It's probably worse than the JFK assassination. I mean, we... Fucking Fox News! Now, they, they aren't the worst of the right-wing outlets, but Fox News could be sued if its anti-vax statements caused people to die. Since the vaccines for COVID-19 became available, public health authorities, respected medical professionals, some employers, and responsible politicians have been urging, coercing, and bribing us all to get immunized. With the emergence of the more infectious, more virulent, And now, dominant Delta variant. Now, I had an argument with a dude over the weekend about whether fucking the virus is more virulent. He argued with me that it means that virulent means more deadly. I showed him like the the dictionary definition just means like uh, excess of, more of, blah, blah, blah. Show a thousand times more viral load. Viral load determines the severity of the illness. He kept uh, hanging his hat on this one scientist that right wingers keep taking out of context. This is an anti-vax dude I was arguing with, but he kept quoting the scientist who was pro-mask, pro-vaccination, just because like a month ago she said, "I don't think the Delta variant is more deadly." That that was that was the one quote in this entire like paragraphs long article. It was in the Wall Street Journal. You guys may have ran across it. Soaring positive rates have pumped new urgency into these pleas, yet vaccine uptake rates have slowed to a crawl, and most of those who remain unvaccinated say they don't plan to change their minds. Unless that changes, expect higher mortality rates, breakthrough infections, and potentially a return to the pandemic lockdown state we'd all hope we'd left behind. I didn't see it yet. A constellation of reasons can be cited for ongoing vaccine hesitancy, but one key factor is the prevalence of quack experts willing to misinterpret data, lie about statistics, and just plain make stuff up. Leading the misinformation charge has been Fox News and particularly Tucker Carlson. Night after night, Carlson has provided a platform for sowing fear and confusion among his viewers about the efficacy of the vaccine and its side effects. Although the network has recently sounded a more responsible note, that turnabout has by no means been across the entire network. Ingram as well has been on the conspiracy theory train. And it comes too late for an untold number of people who have been newly sickened or died from the disease and who might have been saved through immunization. 
There may actually be some legal remedy, though, for the damage wrought by the network, COVID victims who were taken in by Carlson's vaccination misinformation, or their estates may be able to sue Fox News under the ancient common law theory of fraud. It would have a reasonably good chance of success, too. I don't think so, because Fox News has argued many times in court that nobody takes Tucker Carlson seriously. I don't... I, this is a Slate article. I don't agree with the author on that assessment. People can sue, and I would even encourage it. However, I don't think you would win. Court law allows anyone injured by the intentional bad act of another to sue for personal injury, property damage, or economic loss caused by the wrongful activity. That specific claim that relates to harm caused by deliberate misrepresentations is fraud, and depending on what misinformation some ingested and how they reacted to it, it's easy to imagine that many viewers would be able to state a good claim. What's needed to prove a case for fraud is clearly established through centuries of judicial decisions. I don't think so. As I said, Fox has argued successfully that no reasonable person would take Tucker Carlson seriously. And you gotta admit, that's a good legal defense. If you would like to finish reading the story and find out the rationale, it comes to us from Slate. Since we're talking about Tucker, I'm going to jump ahead. Where's my, where's my, where's my, where's my Tucky story here? I didn't know Tucky was involved in this, so let's go ahead and see Tucky get an earful from just an average Joe at a bait shop over the weekend. While I agree, you probably shouldn't be in his face talking to him like that. Though I'm sure he's been vaccinated. I want you to to this state, to the United States, to everything else in this world. I don't care that you're not here. What you've done to people's families, what you have done to everybody else in this world. I wish we could see the rest of the confrontation. I tried to find a longer clip, but that was all I could find. I don't care, man. You are the worst human being. Look at the look on his face. He's enjoying this. To everything else in this world, I don't care that you're not here. What you've done to people's families, what you have done to everybody else in this world. He wiped supremacist piece of shit. Woo. All right, let's go back to talking about COVID, As I said, two fucking pages of notes on it. Inside the YouTubers who blew up, uh, who blew the whistle on an anti-vax plot, a mysterious marketing agency secretly offered to pay social media stars to spread disinformation about COVID nineteen vaccines. <sighs> Whole industries are popping up. Their plan failed when the influencers went public about the attempt to recruit them. 
Started with an email, says Mirko uh, Droschman, a German YouTuber and journalist. Mirko normally ignores officers, offers from brands asking him to advertise their products to his more than 1.5 million subscribers, but the sponsorship offer he received in May this year was unlike any other. An influencer marketing agency called FaZe offered to pay him to promote what it said was leaked information that suggested the death rate among people who had the Pfizer vaccine was almost three times that of the AstraZeneca jab. The information provided wasn't true. It quickly became apparent to Mirko that he was being asked to spread disinformation to undermine public confidence in vaccines in the middle of a pandemic. In France, science YouTuber Leo Grosset received a similar offer. The agency offered him 2,000 euros if he would take part. Uh, Faye said it was acting uh, for a client who wished to remain anonymous. That's a huge, huge red flag, says Leo. Both Leo and Mirko were appalled by the false claims. They pretended to be interested in order to try to find out more and were provided with detailed instructions about what they should say in their videos. In stilted English, the brief uh, instructed them to act like you have the passion and interest in this topic. It told them not to mention the video had a sponsor and instead pretend they were spontaneously giving advice out of concern for their viewers. Social media platforms have rules that ban not disclosing that content is sponsored. In France and Germany, it's also illegal. Faze's brief told influencers to share a story in a French newspaper, Le Monde, about a data leak from the European Medicines Agency. The story was genuine, but didn't include anything about vaccine deaths. But in this context, it would give the false impression that the death rate statistics had come from the leak. The data the influencers were asked to share had actually been cobbled together from different sources and taken out of context. It presented the numbers of people who had died in several countries sometime after receiving different COVID vaccines. But just because someone dies after having a vaccine doesn't mean they died because they had the vaccine. They could have been killed in a car accident. Correlation does not equal causation. In countries the statistics were from, greater numbers of people had received the Pfizer vaccine at the time, so a higher number of people uh, dying after having a Pfizer jab was to be expected. If you don't have any scientific training, uh, you could just say, oh, there are these numbers, they are really different, so there must be a link. But you make any spurious correlation as you want, really, Leo says. The influencers were also provided with a list of links to share, Dubious articles which all use the same set of figures that supposedly showed the Pfizer vaccine was dangerous. When Leo and Mirko exposed the phase campaign on Twitter, all the articles except the Le Mans story disappeared from the web. Shit, the articles were, were fake too. Damn. The hell of a network going on. This story came to us from the BBC, if you'd like to follow up and finish reading the rest of that. Because I'm going to later. Now we move on to a conservative radio host who is uh, finding out he shouldn't have mocked COVID. Conservative radio talk show host Phil Valentine is in the hospital, seriously ill with COVID. 
and he's changed his position on vaccines months after downplaying the need for them. His family has posted. Oh, a Republican changed their position after something affected them personally. Oh my God. That's never happened ever. Online that Valentin contracted the uh, coronavirus more than a week ago and is now in very serious condition with pneumonia. They go on to say, quote, Phil regrets not being more vehemently pro-vaccine and looks forward to being able to more vigorously advocate that position as soon as he is back on the air, which we all hope will be soon. <laughs> Among some of the false claims that Valentine had pushed, he said this in December, quote, if I decide not to get vaccinated. Instead of being on air, he's gasping for air right now. Fucking right-wingers are morons. I'm not putting anyone else's life in danger, except perhaps people who have made the same. I'm not high enough for this shit. Brother Mark Valentine joins me now. Mark, thank you so much for your time and for being here. We're so sorry that your family is going through this ordeal. Well, it's a trying times for sure, and I'm delighted to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. How is Phil doing? He is better than he was a few days ago. He's very, still very deep in the woods. He is uh, not on a ventilator, has not been on a ventilator, and he is breathing with assistance via uh, a high-flow oxygen machine during the day, which is a cannula uh, affair, and at night a BiPAP mask to keep his O2 levels up. and. And that apparently is the name of the game to keep his oxygen levels up. And that's uh, what's going on uh, as recently as yesterday. He was, I mean, when he's not sleeping, he's fully communicative, talkative, as you might imagine. And um, and yesterday was up, you know. You got a message, sir. Looking at his computer. Oh, you're on with CNN. You know. He even checked it. He looked down and checked his message. That is a very good sign. It's just, it's a. Uh, oh, he was live on air on CNN recovery and so it's a it's ups and downs and you know one step forward two steps back sometimes the opposite but we're um we're very hopeful you know it's not time to say he's turned did anybody else start seeing the uh the paul abdul song in their head because i did absolutely and we know this is not linear this is a roller coaster i mean every person every family member virtually that we've talked to has described setbacks good days and then setbacks do you because he's communicating with you and you're talking to him do you know how this experience has changed his thinking on vaccines and getting vaccinated you know, let, let me clear up one thing i'm i'm not able to talk to him directly because of the way that the um restrictions are in in the area where he is so i'm having to communicate with him with susan his wife being the uh translator so i text her she te- you know she talks to him and then she sends information back so to that extent i am communicating with him to answer your question um he first of all phil has never been an anti-vax person if you look at it you know his his uh his he didn't get vaccinated did he communications are well documented and he has historically said assess the situation based on your own you know your own risk environment talk to your physician that that is being anti-vax without having the balls to own it sir that is being anti-vax it's putting doubt in people's minds and that sort of thing and then make up your mind but he's never been one to oppose vaccinations in general but he recognizes now that his not getting the vaccination has probably caused 
a bunch of other people not to get vaccinated, and that he regrets. He regrets not being more pro-vaccinated. Fucking idiot. More vehemently advocating that position, as the yeah. uh, press release said. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is a, it and, has been a cathartic and, event for him. I understand. Understood, as it would be. And and I, I hear what you're saying, that he hasn't ever been an anti-vaxxer, but he has... I mean, he has at times sounded as if he was mocking vaccines. Uh, just a couple of examples. He performed a parody version of the Beatles song Tax Man called Vax Man. He said, you know, if you're not at high risk of mm. dying from COVID, then you're probably safer not getting the vaccine. I mean, oh, you were wrong, you fucking idiot. Position. And so um, do you know what how he's changed his tune? How what he plans to say now, once he's able to get back on his radio show, do you know what he plans to tell his fans and followers? How 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 does he get back on a radio show? How does anyone listen to him after that? How do you listen to a dumbass's opinion after that? I mean I'm being rhetorical here. I'm been in the media business for twenty years. I've watched people be wrong the entire time that they've been on air and still continue to get jobs. I I know exactly why. I do. I do, and I intend to tell him that in his stead until he's able to do it, and that is this is a real threat. It is a real public health crisis, and it is something that if he had to do over again, that parody wouldn't have been made. His cavalier attitude. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I might take it upon myself to file an FCC goddamn complaint against him. He is on the public airwaves. Do you understand that? There are caveats to being able to have a license to use the public airwaves. And believe me, I resent, I resent the fact that there are all these asshole right-wingers spreading misinformation on these AM talk radio stations, and I'm not on a talk radio station. It is a personal vendetta for me. Because it's not my talent that's keeping me from being on one of these talk radio stations. Make that perfectly clear. I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit when we get into uh, another facet of right-wing propaganda, but more about the COVID. GOP representative calls it second bout of COVID-19 far more challenging. Representative Clay Higgins, a Republican from Louisiana, had a shockingly high amount of COVID cases, announced on Facebook Sunday evening that he and his wife have contracted COVID-19 for the second time, calling it far more challenging. I bet he was one of those motherfuckers like, I have the antibodies, I can't get it again. Yuck, 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 yuck. I wish that fate on Rand Paul. I'm assuming Rand Paul is not vaccinated. So it's like, tick, 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 tick. It wouldn't surprise me if he has been. In public facing, he he is anti-vax. I have COVID, Becca has COVID, my son has COVID, Becca and I had COVID before early on in January 2020, before the world really knew what it was, so this is our second experience with the CCP, Biological Weaponized Virus, oh my god, 
think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Every last one of you. And this episode is far more challenging. It has required all of my devoted energy, he wrote, referring to a conspiracy that the virus was engineered by China to be a biological weapon. We are all under excellent care and our prognosis is positive. We are very healthy, generally speaking. Of course you are. You're a fucking congressman. But our treatment of any health concerns always encompasses Western, Eastern, holistic... Holistic. It is unclear if Higgins or his family members received the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm going to assume not. According to C-SPAN, Higgins last voted in the House on July 1st. He did not vote in person or by proxy last week when members returned from a two-week break. Higgins missed votes earlier this year between January 27th and January 30th. According to a personal explanation listed in the congressional record on February 4th, Higgins said he had been absent due to a family medical concern. Now, meanwhile, the House is expanding its probe into political interference into the CDC during the Trump administration. House Democrats on Monday widened their investigation into political interference at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention during former President Trump's administration based on new documents. Through letters, Democrats on the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Crisis requested interviews from eight former and current CDC and Department of Health and Human Services officials and employees and three former Trump appointees as the probe branches out. Along with the letters, the subcommittee also released a new email suggesting that senior officials were informed of and planning to discuss how to respond to Trump advisor Paul Alexander's email requesting an immediate stop to all of the CDC's morbidity and mortality weekly reports. The subcommittee, led by Chairman James Clyburn, has been looking into reports and emails indicating that Trump appointees tried to meddle in the CDC's coronavirus response, including through efforts to edit and stop scientific reports on COVID-19. I highly recommend the movie on Hulu, I believe it is. Totally under control. Really does a good job of laying out for the case for why the Trump administration was criminally negligent the start of the pandemic. Speaking of the Trump administration, uh, Biden took a shot at it when he was on stage campaigning for Terry McAuliffe for uh, Virginia governor. I believe this was on Friday night. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. No, 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 no. Let, let him talk. No, let. Look. First. That's okay. Look. Look, it's not a Trump rally. Let him holler. No one's paying attention. I think they were chanting impeach Joe. Maybe. I don't, I couldn't really make it out.
So Biden says it's not a Trump rally, even though, you know, here's Biden from today talking with a reporter acting an awful lot like fucking Trump. such a pain in the neck when I'm going to answer your question because you've known he said it for so long. It has nothing to do with Iraq. I, I the answer, no. <laughs> she asked a question about veterans affairs. I think that has a lot. In terms of the Iraq intervention, I think the veterans affair is these, it's the uh, um, most consequential agency regarding the occupation of Iraq for the last 20 years. I'll answer your question. Yes, Veteran Affairs is going to, in fact, require that all docs working in that, and facilities are going to have to be vaccinated. Call the reporter a pain in the neck, and then I don't know what that little swashbuckling was he did to the camera. Making all kinds of jokes. Meanwhile, the fucking infrastructure deal may be falling apart. High stakes infrastructure talks stall out as deadline passes. Trump actually uh, inserted himself into the debate today. Senators capped off a day of trading blame and stalled efforts on their bipartisan infrastructure proposal with a Monday meeting that quickly broke up. Signaling a tough path forward as as negotiators missed yet another self-imposed deadline. They keep saying they're going to be able to pass this. I don't think they will. I don't know what their move is going to be on this. It it looks like the options are get rid of the filibuster or pass as much of this stuff that you were going to have in the bipartisan bill and the reconciliation bill. Either way, the Democrats are going at it alone. I don't know what the functional difference is if you do it through reconciliation or if you do it by abolishing the filibuster. Just get rid of the goddamn filibuster. The core 10 senators huddled in the office of Senator Rob Portman, the lead Republican negotiator, hoping to get past a rough weekend of fruitless talks. Discussions are expected to resume later in the evening, though not in person, and negotiators claimed they were still making progress. Portman said he was still optimistic about a deal despite rejected offers, finger-pointing, and impasses. He and White House Counselor Steve Ricchetti will help finish the deal, negotiators said, with input from the rest of the group. Still, Portman said the White House has added some new challenges to the list, hinting at deep disagreements with Democrats over key policy areas like broadband, water funding, highways, public transit, and financing the agreement. Basically, Republicans don't want to raise taxes. All the bipartisan shit, the bipartisan bill, is all coming from money that already exists, that's already allocated. With July nearly turned to August, the number of outstanding issues prompted a fresh round of urgency among Democrats who are worried their agenda could stall without one final push. It will... Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he was fully committed to passing a bipartisan infrastructure bill this summer and warned that more foot-dragging could require the Senate to stay in over the weekend or cuts to some of the upcoming August recess. For a Democratic Party eager to move on to the rest of its agenda before the midterms cloud every decision in Congress, time is running short. 
In interviews on Monday, there were no signs among senators that anyone was willing to walk away from the table after investing so much time in the discussions to spend nearly $600 billion in new money on roads, bridges, broadband, and climate infrastructure. The bill is like one6 1.4, something like that. 600 of it is new money. One Senate Democrat privately, uh, privately assessed that the two parties had come too far to bell on the bipartisan effort. Schumer also challenged Republicans over whether they would follow the absurd demands of the disgraced former president and abandon the deal. That's what Trump released a statement today saying that Republicans should wait until the midterm to try to pass an infrastructure bill after they have more leverage and win more seats. But as I have said, the more Trump inserts himself into the 2022 race, the better it is for Democrats. Tones, unfortunately, I got a strike for uh, medical misinformation on Thursday. I will be back on YouTube on Friday. I appealed it. YouTube did not accept my appeal. Yeah, during the usually during the countdown, I'm sharing out like YouTube links and sharing it to my Facebook pages. I'm banned everywhere. I couldn't even share it. I'm just sitting here during the countdown doing nothing. I anticipate doing whatever it takes to get the job done, asserted Senator Joe Manchin. Oh, is that what your corporate backers told you to do? Yeah, I can't even, I can't pose my videos. And if you'll notice, the last video I posted doesn't have its thumbnail on it because YouTube gave me my ban like as I was cutting up the show that night. Wouldn't let me switch to where it's, it's got Smokey on it, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> well, let me put a, a, a thumbnail. Fucking YouTube. I, there was no medical information on this show. I have, I have never promoted medical information. This is the second time YouTube has accused me of it. The first time was when the woman said that vaccines made you magnetize, and I ran over and got a fork and tried to stick it to my head. That one got a warning. Thursday, I think it was the dude that was in the chat posting... Uh, Posting those things to the lab leak article, and I maybe he went to my YouTube and reported me for misinformation. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. But we'll be back on YouTube in time for the Sunday Night Troll Patrol. All right, as I was talking about earlier. Uh, with the radio hosts and shit, I really, I want to get back to that and how they're disingenuous. Eric Swalwell was on a podcast last week, and boy, have they been trying to smear him. You'll see a lot of right-wingers say he slept with Fang Fang, the Chinese spy. That's not what he's been accused of. He's not been accused of anything by any credible source. Right-wingers love to say that. That's not at all true. Yeah, I I don't know how to deal with that because I don't want to come on here and not deal with the facts. Because, I mean, I don't... I don't want to let YouTube dictate the stuff I cover on my show. I don't... Either way, you know, whether, like, they're going to strike me for it or whether they're, you know... 
doing shit that might get me more views. She, she wasn't bad looking, but she was accused of sleeping with um, two Midwestern mayors. Not Eric Swalwell. Despite what right-wingers would have you believe. But this is a very enlightening statement from Swalwell on a podcast last week. And I want to play this clip. Uh, to be honest, many of my colleagues are better suited to work at the WWE. Uh, and, and I say that about <laughs> Gates because I've worked with him on marijuana issues. I've worked with him on other issues, especially really before Trumpism took off and he turned into a character and, and he would, uh, there were times where he would laugh at himself about how stupid he had to act, you know, to keep, you know, the act going. That's what's so frustrating. And this may sound crazy, but if you ran into Matt Gates or Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan, at the Santa Monica Pier, you would say, these are nice guys. Boy, they're, they're nothing like, you know, what I see them do on Twitter or TV. And I write about this in the book. During the impeachment trial in the Senate, Ted Cruz came up to me, like we bumped into each other in the Senate bathroom, and he said, hey, I, I think you're doing a great job out there. I just want you to know that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He just <laughs> scorched me on Fox News like the night before. He tweets at me like every other week. But to him, if you're a pro wrestler, like it doesn't matter that you hit me over the head in the ring with a steel chair. It's all fake, right? You're just doing what the fans want. So I should just be cool with it because he projects onto me what he does. He thinks that I'm just performing as well. Yes, yes. That is every right wing radio TV personality I've met. They all off air tell me how they agree with me on this 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 and this and they're not really like this that they're just doing it and i'm i'm like i believe the shit i say i don't get on the air and say things i don't believe in these people are sociopaths and i can't get that like and they are doing real damage to this fucking country because the people they talk to actually believe the shit they say. And I've, I've, I've said it before, the last time I tried to be on an AM radio station, the, the PD straight up told me, we can't sell advertising on you. Now, my response to that was, no, you just have to work to sell advertising. You can go sell advertising to bars, head shops, the comedy club down the street. You gotta, you gotta go out and work for it. You can't just fucking call up your friend that has a car lot, has his name all over it, and be like, hey, I need you to you know, buy fucking ten ads in this new show we're doing. You can't call up McDonald's, their fucking national ad buyer, and put their, their fucking ads on my shit. So you actually have to go out and work. That's what you don't want to do. And it's a little off topic, but this is a, a, a radio insider thing. Do you know why, like, law firms, you hear commonly, like, the most common sponsors on radio are law firms, car lots, shit like that, right? Doctors' offices. And it's, it's names, names. You hear, you hear their names, or they have their kid on the commercial. Like, you'll see the car lot owner, and he's got his kid, and his, like... Those commercials are just to butter them up. They're not to actually sell cars to people. 
It is the weirdest fucking thing. It is these fucking egomaniac narcissists that own the car lots and are lawyers and shit that they want to have their name plastered everywhere. That's that's what radio advertiser and and that is easier to sell than it is to go out and actually find a good fit for a sponsor for a radio like to have somebody like me on the air and go out and find local places that want to advertise on my show. Now, which would produce the better product? Which would do the the, the most good for your local economy? But capitalism incentivizes the easy way to pump people full of fear and then have like fucking narcissists with a lot of money buy all the ad time. And that's what, that is what has killed radio over the last 30 fucking 40 years. I've watched it happen. And that's what's most sickening is that I don't even know what these guys believe. Like, I really don't. I think they just are giving what they think the fans want what they think the fans want. It really is crazy. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, I will walk by. There is a, there's a colleague. Well, it's not just giving the, the fans what they want. They're doing what maintains their power. What, means, what maintains their power structure. Who is a ranking member of one of their committees. And he and I had gone out before, had gone to dinner before, had tried to work on some issues together, like in the healthcare space. And again, he he started all of a sudden when it was popular to like tee off on me. I'd see him on Fox News and I'd see him tweeting at me. And then like a day later, we'd pass each other on the congressional steps going up to the Capitol. And he'd be like, hey, I've got a great restaurant. Yep, yep, we yep. Go to. Like, let's try and find. We, we were talking about that before you came in, Tones. Like this whole industry that is popping up around vaccine misinformation. We did the story. It's in the BBC. I highly recommend everybody go read it. About the YouTubers that they were wanting to pay to promote, like, uh, uh, these conspiracy theories. What was it? Raise media or phase media or some shit? Wild. ...steps going up to the Capitol, and he'd be like, hey, I've got a great restaurant that we need to go to. Like, let's try and find time to do it. I'm like, what is this? But, like, to these guys, it's not even real. Like, it's not real. And that, and that's the And that's the craziest thing, is even though it's not real... The right-wing radio host that I, I was trying to get on, on on his station, who's the PD of the AM station, he hosted a show at the TV station that was the production tech. I was floor, I was the floor director for his TV show. And every week he'd come in recorded, it'd be Thursday or Friday, and he would do his rundown everything. He had a, uh, the liberal on his show was a professor from the local college who wasn't very good at media. Smart man, very good teacher, also wanted to be with the Rotary Club kind of people, so he wouldn't exactly make the best point, but he wasn't media trained. He couldn't get a good point out in a minute. So, like, he was just there because he was a doctor, and he added legitimacy to the radio host. But they would do their show, and all the points that the so-called liberal wouldn't make, after the show was over, I'd walk up fucking BAM! I would just nail him. You lied about this, 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 and this. This is this, this. And people would gather around and watch us. And every time I would do it, I'd be like, dude, see, this is where the money is. You want to go national? You do a show with me. He would not do that show with me. And the reason why is because he's insecure. The reason why is because I believe in what I say, and I will take him to task on it. It's a hell of a lot easier to argue what you believe in. 
that's a good point that they're also looking for info to use against it. But like, I honestly do think politicians have a good dose of the sociopathy. So it's a very good bet. It's a, it's a, it's a, there's a very good chance that they really do see it as, you know, WWE, that it's just a show. I don't think Representative uh, Adam Kinzinger feels that way, though. And uh, he has been placed on the January 6th committee. A reporter asked him about his placement on that committee earlier today. Let me just, uh, I'm going to make uh, a statement. I'll take a few questions. That's it. Uh, look, this is about getting to the truth. This is about getting answers. Uh, self-governance requires it. And for too long... We've been pretending like January 6th didn't happen. I will, I will say, I, I disagree with this guy, but I think he is a true conservative and he actually believes like conservative values. More like an Edmund Burke-style conservative. Not, not the bastardized conservative that we have here in this country. Day that we will remember. Remember this forever. And yet it feels like we're trying to forget. So I never expected to be in this position, uh, but because of duty, duty calling to do this and to get to the bottom, uh, I'm committed to doing it. We will go he said duty. where the facts lead us. We're going to get answers that we need to get because the American people deserve the truth. Then they can decide from there what to think. But right now, when you have these conspiracies that continue to thrive, when you have lies and misinformation that continue to thrive, it is essential for us as members of Congress to get to the answer. So uh, it's an honor to do this. Again, it's not something I was looking forward to or expecting or uh, anything, but there are also moments where you have to do the right thing, and this is it. What do you think, Kevin McCarthy called a Pelosi Kevin, Republican? Kevin McCarthy called you a Pelosi Republican. How do you respond to that? Look, I, I, it's, it's childish. We're doing big things right now. We're, we're getting to the answers of the worst attack on the Capitol. Kevin McCarthy, childish? No. Call me whatever names you want. And uh, I just believe that, look, you know, bottom line, uh, I'm an elected member of Congress. I'm a Republican. What's up, Polly people? Uh, Kevin McCarthy is technically my Republican. Welcome. And to call, you know, members of Congress by childish names like Donald Trump used to do, I guess, is just uh, kind of part of What do you think of Republicans? That's the entire Republican Party now. Look, no, I mean, look, the, what's the punishment that can happen? I mean, I obviously, the there's been the threat about being expelled from, you know, committee. Yes, I would like to hear a lot more politicians talk about doing the right thing all the time, not just in moments. Uh, I'm going to com- come here, do the best work I can. Uh, if the conference decides, or if Kevin decides they want to punish, you know, Liz Cheney and I for getting to the bottom and telling the truth, uh, I think that... That seems to be their M.O., and what do you get Republicans who are already throwing cold water on this? On the on the committee? Well, look, I mean, look, we're going to have a work product. At the end of this, wherever this leads, wherever the facts leads, we're going to have truth. We're going to have facts. We're going to have information to back it up. Uh, I think the biggest and most important point, though, we had an opportunity for a 5-5 commission that didn't even include members of Congress. Then... The biggest and most important point is the thing they're trying to throw cold water on, which is what you do with cold water. That was a horrible joke I tried to make there. Despite that we negotiated the 5-5, 
And so it's become obvious that there are some that just simply don't want answers, and that to me is unacceptable. You personally, you, have to. you personally want to hear from Republican members of Congress who helped organize what happened on January 6th in terms of, you know, organizing with the president, the White House. Yeah, like Jim Jordan, like Mo Brooks. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, if that includes, you know, members that had a role in organizing or that knew or that tried to cover up. I was making a dick joke. Uh, I, I don't want this to be, you know, an attempt to just call them in to embarrass anybody or whatever. But we are in a process to get to information wherever that leads. Uh, we'll answer. I'll take one more. Speaking of dicks. That was too good to pass up. Rand Paul was having a virtual town hall. And this happened. We'll go ahead to our next question now. Mrs. Alexis Toon, you are live with the Senator. You can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Senator. I am a proud Kentucky citizen, and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. Woo! All right, we'll go ahead to... Amen, sister. Now, Rand Paul earlier today uh, tweeted out, posted on Facebook, I don't remember which one, about the attack on him last fall. He tweeted this uh, opinion piece by his wife about their harrowing dystopian night. The the one where, like, nobody touched him, by the way. This is, this is the video. Oh, fuck. Here we go. It's just a crowd of people. Nothing actually happened to Rand Paul. But as this is this is Kelly Paul right here, as the mob grew and became more threatening, we literally could not move. And neither could the two officers for several minutes. The riders were inches from us, screaming in our faces. That was the worst part. Now, the Associated Press is reporting that Rand used the word attack to describe our ordeal without evidence. This is disgusting and utter proof of their bias. When you are surrounded by throngs of people screaming in your face and preventing you from getting anywhere, that is attack. No, it's not. That's not an attack, ma'am. No, 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 no. Now, there is an attack by Fox News, apparently on childless lefties. Fox News wants to prevent childless lefties from being able to vote. I think you and I talked about this a bit during the commercial. I'm not high enough for this shit. ...is the author of the best-selling book, Hillbilly Elegy. He was in... J.D. Vance is a fucking fraud. Let me tell as a true hillbilly from the mountains of eastern Kentucky, J.D. Vance can suck my cock. And not literally, he is not very attractive. ...not in support of President Trump. He has since changed his mind. He says, I was wrong. And he has laid out many of his arguments as to why. In that way, his... Story- yeah, he wants to be senator. It's a it's- story. Mm-hmm. Um, and J.D. Vance is now running for senator... Holy political. ...in Ohio. What is fascinating has been, I find this absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. J.D. Vance is target number one right now, maybe number two right outside of um, Ron DeSantis when it mm-hmm. comes to conservatives. The, the left is completely 
I mean, lost their mind over J.D. Vance's politics, his positions, perhaps because they liked his book, Hillbilly Elegy. But he then brings up something very fascinating. And I don't know where I land on this, so I'm going to give this to you guys, and you tell me what you think, if we can figure it out on the fly. But he mm -hmm. said this. This is a fascinating quote. He said, here's what's wrong with America right now. The, the, it's a normal fact of life that our leaders of our country tend to be people who don't have a personal or direct stake in it via their own offspring. So let's do this instead. Let's give votes to all children in the country, but let's give control over those votes to the parents of children. Doesn't this mean that non-parents have as much of a voice as parents right now, he's saying. Doesn't this mean that parents should get a bigger say in democracy and its function? So I can see your face Pete, you're, you're going yeah. through it just like me. I, I don't know. I, first of all, I think it's an interesting idea. I'm it sounds a lot like the three-fifths fucking amendment or something. Like, we want to be able to count these people in our apportionment without them actually being represented. We want to use it to be able to will power. Wow. No. No, motherfuckers. No. Inter interesting yeah. ideas. Let's think about it. Let's talk about it. He's saying child. Oh, thank you, Cricks. You seem fucking cool too. Short term in mind, not focused on the long term future health of this country because they don't have a stake in the game. Parents have a stake in the game. They have children, so give parents a bigger. That stake. means Rachel would get nine votes. That's I would exactly get a right. lot of votes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I don't know if his solution. I don't. I don't know about that solution. That seems. It's so stupid. That's fucking stupid. Of it, that it is absolutely true that people like AOC, Pete Buttigieg, um, you can name the left wing politicians, people who think that we should legalize marijuana. They think this is a good idea. They're going to hop on this. And what that looks like, um, you know, or don't have the experience enough with children to know what it looks like when you normalize marijuana. By the way, we had a, a great segment yesterday, um, the, the, the DC police chief saying, Absolutely, marijuana has a lot to do with the rise in violent crimes that we're seeing in D.C. And we had an expert talk about how it leads to... What? ...mean the issue, um, and you can see... Wrong, 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 where all the data shows legalization results in a drop in violent crime. Jesus Christ. Do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're fools? Yes. The, the people who are pushing this are people often who don't have children, and I agree with him 100%. They don't have a stake in the game. And one of the things that J.D. Vance has been really effective in, why I think the left is going after him, is he is very family-centric. He is going, I want to look at a... He's very full of shit, and that might be why the left is going after him. Look at it through the lens of family. Look at it through the lens of America's workers, and that frightens the left. That's looking at it through the lens of the actual solution, which is the family unit. If That's you want. right. It, it's so many Looking at it through the lens of workers frightens the left. Uh, ultimately, I... Looking at it through the lens of workers frightens the left. Do you know who's going to talk about the Frito-Lay strike here tonight? It's going to be me, the left. You know who didn't mention it? I'm sure. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming Fox News didn't fucking talk about it. They sure didn't spend this amount of time on it as they did like their proposal to make sure that fucking... Uh, uh, people without children who tend to be, you know, higher, more educated, more fluent, tend to vote Democrat, but they shouldn't be allowed to vote instead of actually talking about, you know, workers' issues. 
I agree with you. Not a feasible policy, but what it is in principle is a reflection of the fact that what Ronald Reagan said: freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You have, you don't pass it to the next blood, uh, next generation. Ronald Reagan didn't know his fucking name before he left office. And if you're Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, our favorite comrade, and you've said the world's going to end in 12 years, what do you care? Uh, first of all, you 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 wouldn't have kids because why would you give the world? And she to said them? that. And, and by the way, she, she said, said that. that. Prince. The world is getting ready to end because of the fucking baby boomers. Oh, this this whole segment has been bonkers. I am definitely not high enough for this shit. I think my kids because of this. It's this idea of absolute pessimism that that the world's going to end, and as a result, we're the problem. Don't have kids. Having lots of kids is a reflection of optimism. Of right. a, it is societies that stop. Demographics really do matter. Societies that stop having lots of kids don't believe in. I think it's a reflection of narcissism that you want to see that much of you reproduced in the world. And then what future are they handing to our kids who do believe America's a special right. place, being led down that road by people who have no stake in the game? So good right. on him for making this case we point at people and non-religious very good point tones kids that's always a dangerous game either way the idea of the next generation and being optimistic and passing something good to them is really important quickly i think this is something that i know the three of us and i'm sure many watching would have to agree with i'll tell you this having kids changes your outlook a hundred percent and 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 try having a debate with somebody who hasn't had kids and and has that sort of aoc mindset it's very difficult because it's hard to explain that Because you're fucking stupid and you want me to care about your feelings instead of talking to me about facts and policy. How you change and how your outlook changes in that. In In so so many ways. ways. What the fuck does that mean? Do you become dumber? Because that's what the evidence seems to suggest from you people. Parenting book, and then every time I joke about it, I'm like, I can't read a parenting book. I haven't even had a teenager yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so many iterations yes. through which you're trying to cultivate. You did a great segment about raising uh, young conservative girls and women. Yes. Like, there's particular challenges in every single way, but it all comes back to his point to the family unit, what you can affect. You can yell about policy and the weather all day long, or you can sit around the dinner table and try to shape the next generation. That's which is why Marx is. No, no, you motherfuckers. You want to talk about your feelings and how you feel having kids and shit instead of discussing actual policy. That's the problem. This entire, this entire fucking segment has been masturbatory. The weather all day long. Or you can sit around the dinner table and try to shape the next generation. That's which is why Marxists, American Marxists, want to tear down the American family. That's right. Part of their agenda. One thing they can't yet control. All right, turning now to a few additional headlines as well. You guys want to tear down the American family? I don't know if I, if I actually have any Marxists in the comment section. But is that a thing you guys are into? I, I didn't fucking matter to me. Yes, yes, yes. Opposite day. Oh, oh, oh. But if you thought that proposal was bonkers, wait till you hear this one from Pastor Rick Wiles. He's got a better idea for how to deal with those dirty lefties. Instead of just preventing us from voting, he's got like a solution. Uh, Maybe even a final solution. Too nice. These are not good people. They're not good people. 
They're evil. He's talking about us. Evil, and they they're want us evil, dead. and they're wicked. And they want us dead. And they want us dead. Let's get it out on the table they here. Ca- they called us assassins. Yes. Yes. Let's get it out on the table. Who did? They're wicked. They're evil. They're not good. And they want us dead. Hold on. You guys know when I see a fucking phone number, I got to call it 576-211. Probably will ask us to pray together or something. I should. 800 576 2116. Pastor Wiles a call. May return your call. Please press 1. Otherwise, remain on the line and the next available representative will be happy to assist you. Yes, Right Wing Watch does a fantastic job. They've been, much like me, they've been flagged for misinformation lately. They're having a hard time with the YouTube. So if there's a way to support Right Wing Watch, I highly encourage it. I need to look into that myself. You guys want to stay on the line with them? I don't know what the laws are in this state about calls. I'm going to have to tell them that No, I want to talk to him now. Otherwise, remain on the line and the next available representative will be happy to assist you. I I don't know what they're referencing to say that we want them dead. That doesn't make any sense. What do you guys want to pray about if, if we get through to the prayer line here? Oh, absolutely. I called the Republicans Nazis on a fucking thread. I thought, I thought somebody picked up. I called the Republicans a Nazi on a, a thread. And somebody ended up telling me I need to be sent to the gas chamber. I don't think they did it ironically. Like it, like it wasn't under where I said that about being a Nazi. It was like somewhere else on the thread. I'm like, wow, somebody on this very fucking thread told me I need to be sent to the gas chamber. And you guys want to deny that you're fucking Nazis. Seriously. They love wearing those, uh... RWDS, Right Wing Death Squad. That's an 800 number. I don't know. They may not pick up for us. Okay, next time she comes on, if they don't pick up here, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a message. Have them call us back. <laughs> I love doing shit like this. Other calls at this time. If you would like to leave your telephone number 
it so that a representative may return your call, please press 1. Otherwise, Thank you. Using the keys on your touchtone telephone, please enter the phone number beginning with the area code where you would like to be reached. That'd be good. Oh shit! I, God damn it! Can I cancel it? Can I cancel it? Okay, here. Thank you. Using the keys on your touchtone telephone, please enter the phone number beginning with the area code where you would like to be reached. Eight three zero four three five nine. Please confirm that the number we are to reach you at is one nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. By pressing one now, if this number is incorrect, please press. Nope, two that is. We will return your call shortly. Hell yeah. I look forward to it. Anyway, hopefully they'll they'll return our call by the time we're finished with this video. Is that clear enough? It's clear as day. But it, no, 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 it's not clear. It's not clear at all. What the fuck are you talking about? Let's stop being nice about these people. I, I look, I'm guilty of being too. What? When the fuck have you ever been nice? Ever? Christians like to pretend. Like, they have this veneer of niceness that they love everybody. They are the absolute worst people. Too diplomatic and too nice. These are not good people. They're not good people. They're evil. And they I'd just like to point out this motherfucker believes in a book that tells you not to judge other people. He believes in a book that says, do not judge others. Literally one of the central tenets of that book and they're wicked and they want us dead and they want us dead let's get it out on the table they, ca here. they called us assassins yes yeah. let's get it out on the table they're wicked they're evil they're not good and they want us dead is that clear enough it's clear as day I, when you tell that to your followers who have no idea about me and what I'm actually saying over here and that I'm mocking your dumb ass I'm sure they believe you in their little stupid-ass echo chamber. I say let's meet at Gettysburg. Get this over with. Hey, listen, this is the times we're in. I mean, this is the reality. Um, these people are ruling and reigning over us. A bunch of sissified lefties would never come out and meet real men. Never. They're cowards. The fuck? Sir, I would have you suckling on my nutsack within a minute. I would emasculate your dumb ass. They never would come out and face real men. Yeah, real patriots that love this country. That's right. They'll never do it. Nope. You're not a patriot. Nothing but stinking cowards. I'm fed up with putting up with their... P.O. Box 690069. Holy shit. <laughs> like, this this dude doesn't even believe this shit, does he? Come on. He's, P.O. Box 690069. That's the address for true news. Crap. I'm a free man. I live in a free country. And men died for this country. And 
on my watch in my generation. We're watching it being taken from us and we're too lazy to stop it. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. We ought to be ashamed that we're allowing these cowards to take our country. We don't want to be inconvenienced with putting down a communist revolution. Well, too bad it's here. Yeah, it's here. And if the people don't do something very, very... If you think Joe Biden is a communist revolution, you are a dumb motherfucker. Absolute batshit. Soon, you're going to end up in a concentration camp. And after that, you're going to end up in a grave. Wow. Sissified lefties. We run everything. Haven't you heard that? We we own the corporations. We run the media. We have some deep state cabal that installed Joe Biden to be our puppet president. We actually run things, not not all of them. Even though, like, the right-wing evangelical conservatives were able to, what, three Supreme Court picks, shoved them right through, one of them being Brett Kavanaugh. The sissified lefties demand probe after revelations about FBI investigation of Brett Kavanaugh. Rights groups and other progressives are demanding a probe of the FBI's rushed and limited 2018 background investigation into U.S. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh after seven Democratic senators on Thursday revealed new details about the Bureau's actions. Kavanaugh was nominated to the court by former President Donald Trump and narrowly confirmed by GOP senators in October of 2018, despite allegations of sexual assault, which Kavanaugh has denied. Newly released letter to lawmakers from the FBI sheds a light on, but also raises more questions about how the Bureau handled its investigation of those allegations. In August of 2019, Senators Sheldon Whitehouse and Chris Coons sent a letter asking FBI di- uh, Director Christopher Wray to provide a full picture of the Bureau's 2018 Supplemental Background Investigation of Kavanaugh. They finally received a response from Jill C. Tyson, an FBI assistant director. And this was this past June. The FBI's letter, which the senators made public, says in part that Justice Kavanaugh's nomination was the first time that the FBI set up a tip line for a nominee undergoing Senate confirmation. It was established at the direction of the FBI's security division to centralize and manage incoming information related to the nomination. The FBI received over 4,500 tips including phone calls and electronic submissions. The security, vi- the security division section handling the... I guess that means B-I and not by, because I was getting ready to say by. Handling the B-I and supplemental background investigations provided all relevant tips to the Office of White House Counsel as the requesting entity. So... All the tips went to the White House. In a joint statement Thursday, White House, uh, White House, the senator, not the White House as in the administration, and Coons 
along with Senators Dick Durbin, Patrick Leahy, Richard Blumenthal, Mazzy Hirono, and Cory Booker revealed they sent Ray another letter Wednesday evening to request more information. The admissions in your letter corroborate and explain numerous credible accounts by individuals and firms that they had contacted the FBI with information highly relevant to allegations of sexual misconduct by Justice Kavanaugh only to be ignored, the senators wrote. The FBI was not authorized to or did not follow up on any of the tips that it received from the tip line. It is difficult to understand the point of having a tip line at all. Beach the motherfucker. Get him off the bench. Impeach him and expand the Supreme Court. Go for it. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Republicans are going to accuse us. Us. They're going to accuse the Democrats of fucking wanting to kill them, of bringing a communist revolution, of, of whatever the fuck. So we might as well play hardball. Fucking impeach the motherfucker and add justices to the court. Get something done, for God's sakes. Alright, so let's move on to some cop news here. This is an interesting story. This outlet is Deadline Detroit. Video shows Detroit cops running away from a shooting. You know, because cops have such a dangerous job and they put themselves in danger all the time to protect people. Let's watch what the cops do here. Fucking... What the, what the, so we're, we're looking at a dash cam video. There's like a, like a drive by here at this corner. They're doing it right. That's a, what balls of the people in this blue car to pull up with like a long gun, trying to shoot somebody on the corner right in front of the cops. And what the fuck is up with the cops? One, they're running away, but they run in front of the car that they're running from. What in the hell? They didn't even make a left instead of making a right. What? What? What the fuck? This story is all over the place here. Let's... Now that former Detroit Police Chief James E. Craig announced he'll challenge Governor Gretchen Whitmer for for her chair, the culture of the police department he ran for eight years will get the critical eye it should have gotten years ago. There's the case of the police officer accused of sexually assaulting multiple female officers. Surprise there! And the embarrassing video of two cops witnessing a shooting and speeding off instead of doing their jobs. First, a 12-second snippet making its way around the desk of Detroit's real cops. Let's call it to protect and swerve. It was approximately 3.35 in the morning late last month on the west side in front of one of those green light establishments whose cameras are supposedly monitored back at police headquarters. There was no need for someone to monitor the cameras at headquarters since a patrol car with two cops was posted directly across the street. Their dash cam recorded the whole incident. 
An insomniac in shorts ambles across the parking lot when a blue sedan uh, screeches to a halt in front of him. An AR-15 appears from the rear passenger side. The insomniac notices the rifle and starts to run. The gunman fires multiple times. The officers, said to be young and unmotivated, notice too. Do they respond? Do they ram the blue sedan? Do they even take a license plate? No. They gun the engine and speed off. They were in such a bother to get away. In fact, they clipped the front of the fender of the gunman's car. Then they swerve right for a hasty retreat down the boulevard. Man in shorts was struck in the leg and survived. It is unclear if the driver of the getaway vehicle has registered an insurance claim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to register an insurance claim. I'm going to register an insurance claim for the cops that hit me as I was committing a drive-by shooting. Where'd you go last night? I popped into Echoplex right as Adam's like, what did I do? And I'm like, pills? What perfect timing. <laughs> okay, as for the officers, we're waiting for official word on their employment status. They probably got a promotion. Perhaps we shouldn't be so surprised by their response considering Craig told a community group in 2013 that he was sitting at a red light in his police cruiser on Jefferson Avenue with a when a suspected carjacker started walking up on him instead of confronting the situation. He said he took off and accelerated out of harm's way. <laughs> Fucking cops. Now let's move on to Wisconsin where we may have an instance of cops planting evidence. It wouldn't be the first time. Oh, huh. Well, apparently OBS has crashed, which is interesting. Huh. Are you guys still here? Am I still streaming? What's what's going to happen if I press yes on this so you are still here it has told me that OBS has crashed but I haven't hit yes on the notification box yet so apparently we are still streaming so we'll see if we can hold off no the police don't fucking stop crime they commit crime just like here in Wisconsin, where the police department denied planting drugs in a car, and they've released the body cam footage. Let's see what it what it tells us here. I don't see any baggy. I got specs of green. You're good at search. Pills? A good guess, I assume. Cut. 
What's what? What's the what word? I got, I got you on camera, bro. I got you on camera. We're all good. Hey, bro, you just threw that in here. Yeah, because it was in his pocket, and I don't want to hold on to it. That's on their body cam that they took it off of him, so. Well, let's see that body cam. I'm telling you where it came from, so. It's an empty baggie at the moment, too, so. Okay, buddy. The Wisconsin Police Department that had one of their own accused of planting drugs in a black man's car says they claim, uh, says the claim is BS and say they have the full video to prove it. Hands where I can see him on the way out, okay, bud? All right, let's see the whole thing here. Step this way. All right, let's keep hands where I can see him. All right, bud. All right, you got any weapons on here, anything like that? Mind if I patch you on for weapons? Huh? I can patch you on for weapons. All right, switch hands behind your back for me. All right. I don't want. You mind just popping your hands like this? I'm always wondering why the fuck. Like, they're pulling a dude out of the back seat of a car. What the fuck right that they have to stop and even question him? This seems like a Fourth Amendment violation to me. I, I don't get it. I don't get how a cop can stop a car and question a passenger. There you go. There you go. No weapons. No, I'm not putting handcuffs. No weapons or anything like that on you? Mind if I just search you and everything? Why would you want to search me? Just search and make sure you don't have any weapons on you. You good with that? Is that a yes? All right. He should have said no. I don't, I don't know. Huh? What's the bag? I don't even know what right they had. To pull him out of the car. Hold on. You can't see real clearly there. Trying to get a shot right when he first pulls it out. I don't see a baggie there. What's this? Huh? What's the bag? And he even said it was an empty baggie when he threw it in the car, so what the fuck? What was in the bags, man? Huh? Nothing? This all seems fucking like this is a Fourth Amendment violation. What the fuck are they doing? I'm gonna switch it down here. And are you telling me you're going to arrest him for a fucking baggie? Intent to traffic, brew. It had residue in it. How much money do you got in here? Approximately. Oh no. Fucking put his money back, son. You take your big hands off of it. Fuck, he's even dropping his cash. Fuck. Right, at this point in time, just relax for me, bud. What are you arresting him for? Jesus Christ. The chief of police, Christopher Bosch, says the car was pulled over for speeding in a 45 mile per hour zone 
and after the front seat passenger refused to ID himself and finding the rear passengers weren't wearing seatbelts, the cops apparently decided to conduct a search. Now, the driver should have ID'd himself. That, the only thing the cops had a right to do was ask for his ID up until that point. CPD uploaded portions of two body cameras from what appear to be two different officers. The first shows the cop in question being handed a little baggie, which the department says was an empty corner tear. A corner, so he's trying to say like there was crack or there was something down in the corner of the bag and that they pulled it out and dumped it in. Done that before with some pot. By another officer who was checking it out and then going back to the car and throwing it back in. Which is where the OG video picks up. This was the first one where they were accusing the cops of planting the evidence. Hey, bro, what's that? What's what? That you just threw in here. What's the one word? I got, I got you on camera, bro. I Okay, so, yeah, we saw him supposedly take it from his pocket. But why the fuck would you... If it's evidence, why the fuck would you throw it back in the car? Why wouldn't you have taken it and put it, put it in an evidence baggie? It said the driver didn't ID themselves, right? You make a good point, Adam. That seems fishy. Police say that the little baggie, which again, they say was not illegal in and of itself since it was empty, albeit indicative indica, indicative of drugs, was found when they searched one of the rear passengers. Something they say you can see in the second body cam video. Once again, what you pulled them over for speeding. You're putting a dude in handcuffs over a baggie. What the fuck is wrong with you? Since there was nothing in it, CPD says the cop essentially discarded it back into the car, which they say probably wasn't a great idea. But note, nothing sketchy happened. Their video also shows the combo that happened after something, um, the original video, Glock Boy Savos didn't. Caledonia police say there's over six hours of footage to review since there were four officers present. So they say they're going to need more time to get the full picture. However, they reiterate that thus far it doesn't appear if anything criminal was done on either end. I think it is. I think you violated their Fourth Amendment rights. They also point out that no arrests were made from the stop. Only a speeding ticket was issued. Then why were they pulling out cuffs? Why were they pulling out cuffs? Oh, Jesus. Exactly, exactly if they're black. It's indicative of drugs. Right, wild story coming to us out of uh, fucking California. Wasco, California. Apparently there was an armed standoff that's happened over the weekend in Kernan County. Oh, 
It's one of those local news sites, fucking video players that suck ass. To escape from the suspect unharmed. Well, Jesus Christ. Suspects rounds. Officer down. We need medical aid to move up. Our hearts are broken because of a loss of a star in our organization. When you talk about police officers that run toward gunfire, that's him. Run towards gunfire? I just watched a couple run away from it. Deputy Compass, a five-year veteran, was killed in the line of duty on July 25th, 2021. Fuck your copaganda piece. Thanks for joining us for the special edition of 17 News. I'm Moses Small, in for Tammy Melchock. And I'm Jim Scott. Good to have you with us this hour. Well, this evening, our community is reeling. A red flag. A tense standoff ended in tragedy with the Kern County Sheriff's deputy killed in the line of duty. Today, we learned the fallen officer... I mean, I'm not shedding a tear. Campus. He was among five people killed in a SWAT standoff yesterday afternoon in Wasco. It happened on Poplar Avenue and First Street, down the street from Thomas Jefferson Middle School. <laughs> Heavily armored vehicles surrounded a home where the suspect had buried... I'll give that an amen and later shot at deputies and members of his own family before he was killed by law enforcement. This afternoon, Sheriff Donnie Youngblood spoke about the events as they unfolded. Well, I mean, notice how they're making a big deal about the cop and they did this whole graphics package and everything. Four other people died. Four other people died. They don't even give a shit. It's all about the fucking cop. And about the deputy who lost his life. We begin our team coverage with 17's Aton Wallace in studio. Aton, and Jim, probably Sheriff Youngblood said this shows just how dangerous the job of a law enforcement. I mean, they're making a big deal out of it because the the cop died, but I we might not know exactly what the details are because it happened yesterday evening, and this is probably a news piece from either yesterday evening or this morning. For dying a hero. I was there when the when the the uh, wife and the mother and the father. He's no hero. We just felt we need to wait. An emotional sheriff, Donnie Youngblood, today sharing the moment he met with the parent I, and wife of slain deputy. I just can't take that motherfucker seriously with as many videos I have seen as, of cops laughing and smirking at people they murdered. So forgive me if I don't care about your crocodile tears. Pity Philip Campus. They might have been real tears. He, he knew the dude. With dozens of law enforcement agents. It was wrong of me to say that. Outside Kern Medical, solemnly saluting as Campus's flag draped body was reverently placed in a hearse. Just hours earlier, Campus spent his final moments responding to this barricade situation in Wasco. That's also a good point. It might have very well been friendly fire. We find that out weeks later, oftentimes. Hundreds of rounds of gunfire turned the neighborhood into a war zone. At some points, SWAT officers could be seen running into positions and peering over rooftops. At other points, as the gunfire continued for minutes on end, officers could be seen retreating, taking cover behind this heavily armored vehicle. It all started just after 1 p.m. 
Deputies responding to a report of shots fired inside a home on First Street near Poplar Avenue. The sheriff's office says as soon as deputies got to the house, a gunman armed with an AK-47 and a handgun opened fire on them. That's when... Exactly! They're saying we don't put enough importance on their lives. Did you see that fucking package at the opening? They called in SWAT. About two hours later... SWAT approached the house to attempt to extricate the victims aside, believing that they might still be alive. Youngblood says the team's heroic action to save lives turned deadly. As they approached the front door, the suspect began shooting at the... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying that your, your SWAT team escalated the situation? <laughs> Did you have some kind of crisis intervention team that tried to make contact with them if it was a hostage situation? Did you try to talk to them and make contact with them? Or did you just, you know, go in guns blazing? Campus was one of two officers shot. Another two suffered more minor shrapnel wounds. Campus was rushed to Kern Medical, but he did not make it. The other deputy shot, Desander Guerrero, suffered moderate wounds and was released from the hospital Sunday night. As for the gunman, more than three hours after the shooting and five hours into the standoff... An additional officer-involved shooting occurred and the suspect was struck. The suspect was removed from the roof and provided medical aid but was pronounced dead at the scene. Also found dead at the scene, the suspect's two sons, ages 17 and 24, and oh. the mother of his sons. Yeah, while his department is mourning one of its own, it's important not to forget the other innocent people who also lost their lives. It just now got mentioned. Loss of a star in our organization, but we also have three other victims that we uh, are mourning uh, that uh, from from the city of Wasco. Youngblood said the mother of the sons had a restriction. But who killed them? The suspect, now, neither the suspect nor the family members he is said to have killed have been identified. If there's any good news here, it's that two women and two young girls who were also at the home were able to escape from the suspect unharmed. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to be following up on that to see exactly what happened. Well, in Texas... A gunman opened fire and apparently killed at least one person. And he got stoned for it. Not like the good kind of stoned, like I'm not high enough for this shit stoned. Got actual stoned. They got biblical. Ah. They got biblical on his ass. And killed him with landscaping bricks. That gunman killed one person and wounded two others before he was killed again in that brick attack. It is the second violent incident. Medi- medical aid is them rolling him over, putting handcuffs on him, and making sure their knee is like driven into his back as he's bleeding out on the ground. And then maybe they'll let an EMT touch him 10, 15 minutes after that. Hood where people say they have had enough. Fox Force Dion Angen has more than idea. Yeah, that's right, Steve. You said it. Uh, what's, what happened is still under investigation by police. A chase that happened after that shooting and the gunman killed by people throwing stones. I, I thought Dion's didn't like to be called by their first name. That's a joke about Dion Sanders. A backyard game. These sports fans might get that. Confrontation. Police say one person leaves and returns with a gun, opening fire moments later. One person is injured but alive. 
What happened next is startling. A group of people began to chase the gunman. What we're seeing, some of the people picked up what we call, I think what we call stone pavers. Well, I, okay, so my question is, I thought this was Texas and everybody was armed. Why did they have to grab bricks? Fort Worth, Como neighborhood. or Yeah, Como neighborhood on the southwest side. What you would probably align a driveway with, with points on them. That was something initially that they could get and maybe, I don't want to say use as a defense or use, use, but that's what they were able to throw at the gunman. Police say as the group of people threw stones at the gunman, he fired at them, killing one person in that group and injuring another. Investigators say the group of people kept throwing stones at the gunman and he died as a result. They either caught him, either fell to the ground. Uh, and at that time, he lost his life, uh, what we believe to, by a stone. But again, the medical examiner is going to have to determine that. The violence in the Como community comes just weeks after a 4th of July shooting in which eight people were injured by gunfire. After a Oh, oh, is that where they had the fucking fireworks war and shit? Are eager to see an end to what they call senseless shootings. And now this. Longtime resident Ella Burton is involved with the Como Neighborhood Action Committee. She'd like to see more resources return to promote positive activities for young people. I'd like to see re-implemented some of the uh, some of the programs that we had. Uh, I won't say back in the day; it may have been maybe five years ago. Uh, some of the programs that we were able to uh, get grants and have uh, through the center, where the kids could come there and. I mean, were kids the ones doing this kind of shooting? At least have an avenue and someone there to talk to. Burton believes some of the violence is the result of pent-up frustrations accumulated during the pandemic. In this latest case, a shooter stoned to death by an angry mob. A bizarre killer. I shouldn't laugh at that. That's a great community. This is just an unfortunate incident, but people out there have been very cooperative with detectives. Now, what is unclear is whether those who were in the group throwing stones at the gunman will face any charges. Police say they are still investigating that possibility. You guys want another wild story? I think this one was in Florida. Don't hold me to that, though. Nope, also in Texas. Oh, oh, we don't have a we don't have a local news story. I'm sorry. This one from El Paso, Texas. A man suspected of starting a fire inside his family's home that led to the death of his brother and leaving his mother severely injured told police investigators he did it because his family wasn't following the Bible. Man waited outside the home with rocks in his hands While he watched it burn in case any family members made it out alive. Wow, this is sick. Court documents state that police came in contact with the 40-year-old Philip Daniel Mills at the back of a Subway restaurant where he appeared to be nervous. Mills told officers that his house was on fire and that he was running away because he did not know what to do. He told officers he lived on... Fandango Place with his mother and his brother. According to the arrest affidavit, Mills told officers his mother and brother were inside the home. The court documents state Mills told the officers he was the one who set the fire when his Miranda rights were being recorded. 
the weird sentence, the court documents state Mills told the officer he was the one who set the fire when his Miranda rights were being recorded. When Mills was taken to police headquarters, he acknowledged he had located a weed eater and poured gasoline on it on the sofa in the living room. Once the sofa caught fire, he walked outside and waited to see if his mother or brother would go outside. He waited with large rocks in his hands in the event that both his brother and mother made it out alive. Mills told officers he caused the fire because he was upset that his brother and mother were not following the Bible. I've read the Bible. It doesn't say to set your family on fire. It says to turn the other fucking cheek. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Mills told police earlier that day he broke the television in the living room because he needed to purge the home from evil. And after his mother became upset, he told her this house will be burned down by the end of the day. What in the fuck was she watching on TV? During the police investigation, Mills was told his brother died from the fire. Mills then laughed and told investigators he was shocked that his brother and mother did not perish and called it a failed attempt. This story is written... Don't blame this one on me. This is News 5 WCYB. Your story is written... Which is probably a wire story. Blame KFOX14. Mills' mother, 84-year-old Florence Annette Mills, was seen walking from the backyard. She was flown to Lubbock, Texas due to the severity of her burns and is listed in critical condition. Mills' brother, 54-year-old Paul Aaron Mills, was taken to the hospital where he later died. Fucking religion rots your brain! I mean, I'm sure he was also disturbed in other ways as well. You have to be to do something like that. But religion rots your brain. Speaking of rotted brains, Charlie Kirk was at the Turning Points conference over the weekend. I think that's where this is from. He posted it today. You never know with the fucking right-wing propaganda. They just post videos all the fucking time. They'll keep posting the same shit over and over again. But I think this is from over the weekend. Charlie Kirk, the man's man here, is going to tell us all about gender. We have to be very clear. Uh, women are women and men are men. So that's... that's, And men are not... We need to be very clear. Woman and man are labels that humans invented to describe something naturally occurring. And those labels don't exactly fit everyone. I'm sorry to inform you, Charlie Kirk. Women and women are not men. So... Men are better at some things than women, and women are better at some things than men. And this idea that, like, oh, I could... Would you say that men are better at fighting? Because if so, I would like to see you take on, like, Shayna Baszler or Ronda Rousey in a fight. And let's test that hypothesis, Charlie Kirk. Everything a man does, or a man says, I could do everything a woman does, that's a lie. Now, that's not to say that certain women might be at the highest levels of excellence, be able to be very competitive, but generally, the general rule... And you describing it that way just reinforces the point that these traits are distributed across a spectrum. Spectrum. Spectrum, Charlie. Not, it's not binary. 
way that God designed us through whatever reason of brilliance that there we it is. Question, I doubt Charlie even believes in God. Traits, such as the ability to have empathy, to nurture, to raise children, to be able to listen attentively, to have a higher level of focus, things that I struggle with. <laughs> Men are more likely to have a singular task, be able to quite honestly, run through a wall to get it done, be able to also have higher... What man are you talking about? The Kool-Aid man? ...entire functioning economy built on hopefully using your hands and have plumbers, electricians, and HVAC, and police officers, and fire firefighters... Not Women can do all those things. But when left to the agency of choice... Women more, are more likely to go into elementary school education. They're more likely to become a psychologist. You say agency of choice as if we haven't had a society that has placed restrictive boundaries on what women can do <laughs> up until just very, very recently. They're more likely to be in something that requires empathy and listening and counseling, and men are more likely to be into something like engineering or business or finance, like getting the deal done. Now, if your nature tells you today that you want to have children and raise a family and go work for some boring, woke, anti-American company kind of doesn't really interest you. Boring, woke, anti-American company. As I point out, there is... Companies love to portray themselves as, you know, progressive because that's what the majority of the country is and they're capitalists and they want the majority of the consumers. Especially when you're looking at demographics, the 18 to 49 demographic, the people with the fucking money, we tend to be very progressive. How do you say HVAC? I didn't even notice it. Because he's such a real man, knows all about the manly man activities. Do you, having children and having a family and getting married will have a much larger and more positive impact on... I, I have a friend uh, who does HVAC, who's a woman who would, uh, you know, like to have a word with Charlie Kirk. You and our nation, then go becoming a partner at some law firm. That's actually not actually very fulfilling. In fact, don't pursue that. If you think that's going to give you happiness, you will be a miserable, unmarried 33-year-old woman. Let me say that again. You will be a miserable, unmarried 33-year-old woman if you go pursue corporate... Did I say it wrong? I've... I've done fucking audio video, uh, video installs and, like, HVAC is something that we have to, you know, be aware of. Am I saying it wrong? Have I been saying it wrong all this time? Or did he did he say HVAC? Do I need to go do I need to go back? Such as the ability to have empathy, to nurture, to raise children, to be able to listen attentively, to have a higher Okay, cool. But I thought men are more likely to have a singular task, be able to quite honestly run through a wall to get it done, be able to also have higher levels of testosterone, which is nice when you want to have a... Well, let's talk about all the women that have been disqualified from the Olympics for having too high a level of testosterone. Fuck, Charlie. Entire functioning economy built on hopefully using your hands and have plumbers, electricians, and HVAC, and police officers, and fire... fire he did! He doesn't even fucking know! Oh my god! Agency of choice, 
women more, are more likely to go yes. to school education. They're more likely to become a psychologist. They're more likely to be in something that requires empathy and listening and counseling. And men are more likely to be into something like engineering or business or finance, like getting the deal done. Now, if your nature tells you today that you want to have children and raise a family and go work for some boring, woke, anti-American company kind of doesn't really interest you, having children and having a family and getting married will have a much larger and more positive impact on you and our nation than go becoming a partner at some law firm. That's actually not actually very fulfilling. In fact, don't pursue that if you think that's going to give you happiness. You will be a miserable... Wait, he's telling people not to be lawyers? What? I don't I don't understand. His entire point is lost on me. Like I can't even argue back with it now. <laughs> like, I he has gone off the rails or doing rails or something. Larger and more positive impact on you and our nation than go becoming a partner at some law firm. That's actually not actually very fulfilling. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was the Don't pursue that. If you think that's going to give you happiness, you will be a miserable un- sociopathy that was that was causing men to you will be a miserable un- succeed in business. Woman. If you go pursue corporate like I'm going to go climb the corporate ladder. OK, fine. What really matters is, am I able to replicate my values? Can I find I'd love it if Carly Fiorina just fucking pops out and punches him in the fucking face. What are you talking about, Charlie? Find someone that I can spend the rest of my life with? Am I going to actually have that kind of sacrificial love that's talked about in the Bible? That kind of love where I can... You know, I didn't think about that with all the talk about family. You're right about that. ...and beautiful, not saying, you know what? I'm 35 and unmarried, but I'm a partner at Goldman Sachs, but I'm going to go revolutionize the world. You want to know why there's so many angry liberal women that live in New York and Los Angeles? It's because they've worshipped the corporate ladder for the last 10 years, and they have not actually valued what matters. So women that climb the corporate ladder are not, you know, successful to be heralded like the men, Charlie. They're actually angry. I, this, I say it all the fucking time, like right when just talk out of both sides of their asses and, you know, whatever, whatever point they get, they don't have consistent values. It just make whatever fucking point they can make at the time that they think defeats the left or shows the left, you know, their comprehension of logic. I don't even fuck. I don't fucking know. The very simple concept that the left doesn't understand. Fucking, I don't think Charlie understands what the fuck he's talking about. I, what was that? I, I've got no clue. I have a feeling this next story is going to be one that we're all being like, what What was that? Because this one's wild as well. Coming to us from Fox News. exit out of all their pop-ups here. We have a fourth grader who is apparently upset over an equity survey. Well, in Minnesota, fourth- 
Did it say equity or equality? Equity survey. An equity survey. See what this equity survey, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Equity survey. Concerns to her school board after she says she was given an equity survey in class. Oh, guys, guys, guys. There's John Kennedy. He's going to be on Fox and Friends right after this segment. He's going to express his distaste with that hateful left old lady and Kennedy. And not to repeat the questions to her parents. Take a look. During distance learning, I was asked to complete that equity survey. My teacher said that I cannot skip any questions even when I didn't understand them. One question asked us what gentrify we identify with. I was very confused along with a lot of other classmates. A boy in my class asked my teacher if his mom could explain the question to him because even after the teacher explained it, he still didn't understand. My teacher told him that he was not allowed to ask his mom and that we could not repeat any of the questions to our parents. I'm not- okay, so one of the things about this, so I, right off the bat is that the teachers are wanting to keep it anonymous as to not out people that don't want to be outed yet. Gay students who are still in the closet, trans students who are still in the closet, they might be fucking identifying as trans while they're at school and not be out to their parents at home. That's the reason for the, you know, secrecy of that. Why does that make you uncomfortable and nervous? Because the, the the questions didn't matter, and if you don't under you don't understand the questions, it's okay because it, it doesn't mean anything. If if you don't need to specify what gender you identify with, then this really isn't aimed at you, young lady. I'm sorry, and maybe there was a better way for the school to go about it. But I, I see what this is about already. And this is like a nothing burger. And I want to. I want to know. I uncomfortable and nervous. I want to know what kind of coaching you got from your parents to say that. That student Haley Yazgar and her mom Kelsey Yazgar join us now. All right. Um, so for, I'm going to start with you, Haley. Look how happy she is to be there. When you were given this survey, and and didn't understand the question. So when I was in the survey, I was taking a few questions, and on the gender identification question, I got very confused and kind of nervous after a boy asked his mom, after the teacher explained it, um, that we could not tell our parents anything. That just made me very nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah, did your has your mom ever told you never to, uh, you know, when someone when anyone an adult especially says, "Don't tell mom." I like it. Really sounds like the teacher didn't explain it. They're like, "Hey, this has no bearing on your grades or anything." Some people need some some special attention. Like this is if you want to talk to me because there's several teachers that have been handing out these uh, these kind of surveys. It sounds like the teacher didn't explain it and that this woman has been consuming right-wing media and has an agenda. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet she, I bet she did tell you that. Um, Kelsey, tell I me bet she what did. happened when you heard that the school was actually giving the survey and instructing children not to tell their parents about it. You know, the funny thing is we didn't know... Yeah, it's the mom that I'm judging here. It's not the child. That poor child. 
place, but the survey itself, they didn't inform us of the day it was taking place or we weren't really sure a lot of details behind it. And due to the lack of transparency from the school district and from Equity Alliance of Minnesota, the third party that the school district has brought in uh, to perform this audit, we were not informed of the questions on this survey. And when my daughter came forth and told me that her teacher, you know, I don't understand what the issue is. Why do you have an issue with the questions on the survey? The only reason it made your child nervous is because of some sort of fucking bullshit you filled her with. You know, it said you cannot skip any questions, even if you don't understand them. And when children were asking questions and asking if they could ask their parents about it, I was very upset when I found out that she was told not to repeat any of the questions yep. to me or any other adult in her life. I do want to say, though, I believe that this wasn't just a single case that her teacher made this decision. I uh, We have been informed that this came down from administration and Equity Alliance of Minnesota instructed them to make sure the children did not share this information with their parents. And that should pose a great concern yeah. in any parent's eyes. Yeah, again, this is called the Equity Alliance. No, no, no. The fact that they didn't properly inform you of for, you know, the purpose of keeping it anonymous. When you see what they're doing, let's That's just the concerning part. Here of, of what this organization wants to do. These organizations come into schools because they claim that they want to bring about more racial harmony. Do you think that these organizations are actually accomplishing that? Or do you think it's causing more division among children and, and especially children of different races? It is 100% causing division amongst races and schools and amongst children. Children do not see color. They are taught to cheat. It makes my white ass uncomfortable, so therefore it's creating division. To see color. And when you bring things like Equity Alliance of Minnesota into our school district, equity is the mask that critical race theory hides behind, and we are not okay with that type of those type of ideologies being taught to our children at school. Politics do not belong in our schools. Yeah. They're there to be Of course not. Absolutely. They're there for, to learn to read, to write, learn science, um, and not to be indoctrinated. Kelsey, you're a very good girl. When anyone tells you not to uh, say something... They're, they're not there to be indoctrinated, but these are the same people that I'm sure want prayer back in school. Want to be want to have the Pledge of Allegiance read every fucking day. Dear parents, you're, you were absolutely right to tell your mom... Um, uh, and, and I mean, Haley. Yeah, such as equity. You are right to do that. And Kelsey, um, thank you for bringing this to our attention. I know a lot of other parents are facing this um, across the country. This is just fear-mongering over nothing, which I mean is a Fox specialty. They spent four minutes and 55 seconds on that. Four minutes and 55 seconds on that nothing, nothing story. Meanwhile, workers all over the country are on strike. Several strikes going on. One of the largest mine strikes in the country. Fortunately, the Frito-Lay strike ended over the weekend. Weeks-long strike ends after Topeka workers approve new agreement with Frito-Lay. I say unfortunately because the... I haven't read the story yet, but the terms, as I understand it, aren't that good. 
The company made concessions, but the workers found themselves in a much stronger position than in any recent history to get the workplace and wages they were bargaining for. People who make your Cheetos, Fritos, and Ruffles put in some seriously long hours doing it. Uh, I'm a very hardworking woman, says Helen Teeter. I work like hell. She leaves her job. She said her job leaves little time to spend with her family because I've been working seven days a week. That's what they were protesting. These fuck what suicide shifts is what they were calling them. Like 84 hours a week. Peter is mostly satisfied with the money she makes. She makes double her normal 40 hours, $20 an hour wage with all the overtime she puts in. On Friday, the rank and file of local 218 of the bakery, confectionery, and tobacco workers and grain mill union, <laughs> grain millers union voted to approve the latest offer their leadership brought from management, ending a nearly three-week-long strike that made national headlines. Uh, not too many. Contract approved by union members would guarantee one day off a week and includes 4% raises over the next two years. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know they got raises. I thought they were just, like, putting an end to the suicide shifts. Would also end what workers call suicide shifts, two 12-hour shifts with only eight hours in between. The company made concessions, but the workers found themselves in a much stronger position than in any recent history to get the workplace and the wages they're bargaining for. Striking workers said Frito-Lay routinely forced workers to pick up extra hours and skipped scheduled days off, even though uh, even those with seniority. 84-hour work weeks have made headlines, but the company said those are very rare. In a statement, Frito-Lay said only about 2% of its Topeka workers average more than 60 hours a week. But workplace conditions aren't the only beef worker uh, aren't the only beef workers had with Frito-Lay. Some employees have had bonuses or pay increases, but other employees say they haven't had a raise in nine years. The proposed agreement would address that with a 4% raise over the next two years. This is from KCUR in Kansas City. Now, crazy story coming out, uh, coming to us from Brooklyn. I'm not exactly sure what's going on here because we're going to read from the Blaze because that's the outlet I saw covering this. God damn it! Gazillion pop-ups. Activists occupy vacant NYC store. Say black NYP officer is a slave catcher working for KKK, engage in violent clashes with police. Sounds like my kind of people. Well, let's see what we got going on here. Oh shit! Activist posted a bulletin on July 20th that read community members took back the vacant commercial space at 1083 Broadway. Vacancy is community neglect. We demand that this resource be under collective control to serve the community here forward. 
Sounds fantastic to me, but, you know, capitalists totally don't want you to set that precedent. Left-wing activists dubbed the occupied space as the gym and said the vacant store provided an open place of rest, discussion, barbecues, dancing, and connecting people to social services. So they posted to their Instagram a video of the cops trying to open it and taunted them saying, Hey cab, you need a YouTube tutorial to know how to, how to cut it. What's up, buddy? I believe this dude is one of those right-wing journalists. Okay, do you want to leave then? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Okay. You're you're the one touching him. Don't touch me. The officers. Stop touching me. Hey, uh-uh. Stop touching me. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Hey, officers. An activist trying to get to the door here. Just throw them down. There's no need for that. At least most of them have masks on. Jesus. An unlawful assembly was reportedly declared by authorities after a large protest uh, emerged around the building. The situation turned violent when the crowd refused to disperse and arrests were made. Dude, he's so fucking happy. How many of these motherfuckers were itching, itching to do something? Okay, so this is the protesters uh, calling the one dude uh, a slave catcher working for the KKK. Let's hear it. Posted by Andy NGO. Andy NGO. Hey, we don't like you, so leave. We don't like you, so leave. So leave. We don't like you, so leave. Ain't no one here. Corny ass bitch. You got the ability to just leave. You got. I think the the person like I don't think is in Andy NGO himself. 
I think he was definitely uh, identified as a right-wing outlet. All right, let's end on a happy note with a puppy. This is a... I don't know where this took place at. Let's find out. Happened in Toronto. Lily Kwan screams for help, pulling her six-year-old rescue Yorkie by her leash while a coyote chases them, attacking her dog Macy. The 10-year-old had recently seen postings of warnings that a coyote was chasing kids in the I know it looks it looks scary, but like watch what the dog does. What's gonna happen to me? Lily said she had to drop the leash because Macy wouldn't follow her. I ran to the sidewalk and started screaming for help, and no one heard me. Um, I just saw this coyote trying to attack my dog, and I tried to ring on people's doorbells and knock on people's doors, but um, this one neighbor actually let me in. What happened next captured on home security. We see Macy turning around and confronting the coyote, protecting Lily. She's a super brave dog. Um, I love her so much. That little bubby has some big old balls. Dog to protect this huge human being, um, trying to fight off this huge coyote. Macy is in ICU at the local vet, having surgery to treat multiple puncture wounds from the wild animal. Mom was out, but has seen the video. My dog would. Oh, I hope she's gonna be all right. For our family, so I'm I'm actually not surprised that she did that. Dorothy Kwan says she is shocked at how bold the coyote was. I would have never guessed that a coyote would, you know, would come out during the day. And especially with someone screaming and yelling, it still was not phased. It just kept coming after her and our dog, you know, despite all... That dog is awesome. Look at that little puppy. Kwan says there are coyote sightings in the neighborhood. She was told by the ministry it is tracking the coyotes with like that puppy wasn't going to let anything happen to that little girl. No one will trap them, but feels lucky Macy survived and protected Lily. She's our little hero. But after the surgery, little hero is facing a costly vet bill. A GoFundMe campaign has been launched. Oh. Alright guys, if you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Proudly Radical. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun. Oh, you're probably only watching on Twitch because I'm not on YouTube right now. Or Facebook. <laughs> Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.